0: welcome to Friends and Enemas. My name's Lindsay, who do I have with me? I'm Nicole, hi. Hi, um, I am super excited that you're here. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, and if you guys are watching on YouTube, you might wonder why we have like just food and stuff in front of us. Yeah. And on your page, you do a lot of Mad Eat Mondays, is that what it's called? Mad, Mad Eat Snack st- Mondays. Mad Snack Mondays. But sometimes
1: they're like meals, so yes. like in all fairness, it okay. should be Mad Food Monday. Okay, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> How did you get into that?
1: Crunch Chronicles started a long <laughs> time ago. Yeah, that was like its original series. I like that. Was the Crunch Chronicles, and I originally put potato chips in the freezer okay. because my followers told me to, okay. and I put them out, and I ate them, and I was like, wait, they're so much better when they're frozen. Right? Weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah something weird. I wouldn't have known unless my follower said something. Right. And then became like a whole string of frozen food videos. Mm-hmm. I put muffins in the freezer. Okay. I put all kinds of stuff in the freezer. Okay. And then I wound up like snowballing into just weird snacks. And then that became the Crunch Chronicles. And then I kind of did it sporadically and I didn't like that. Okay. And so i thought i kind of want one day of the week like where i just have nothing but weird food yeah and thus was the birth of mad snack monday that was actually just this year the crunch chronicle started like four years ago but mad snack monday is like New as of this year.
0: Okay, because yeah. I've been following you for a little bit. Yeah, and I feel like I, I noticed it more on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was like pop and pop and popping and off, and I was like, okay, yeah, this girl eats a lot of weird shit. I do eat a lot of weird shit. Yeah, but, but I mean, at least you're trying it.
1: Oh yeah, honestly, I'll try anything once. Like <laughs> I really like you. Genuinely can't knock bold. it till you try it. I know. <laughs> I'm
0: not that bold, but but I'm glad there's maybe it's a skill like of mine that. I didn't know I had. It's a skill so I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty well, cool. what do you have with me, or for me, because I have something for you too. Yeah.
1: So you can thank the followers for this one because okay. they always suggest the weird things that I try. Okay. Okay. So you can't blame me. Right. All right. So we are going to eat pork rinds with marshmallow fluff. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Here's something you should know about the marshmallow fluff too. So normally I buy the jet puff marshmallow fluff. Okay. But I get shit from my audience all the time on really? how that's not the real fluff this is the real fluff so i ordered it on the Amazons specifically for today oh so you and i, I could make special. sure yeah so you and i could make sure that we are trying this delicacy in its full potential like okay. we must right
0: okay <laughs> okay so. you get that ready all right <laughs> but wait what are these we wear them oh, now or after
1: it's very important here okay so, you can't try the snack unless you're wearing a crown of authority. And so, I brought Lindsay her very own crown of <laughs> she authority. you yes! They're beautiful. It's so cute. Do you feel different? I feel powerful. I know. Me too. I feel authoritative authoritative i know so now your review matters okay. like if you don't have the crown on mm. your rating zero matters nothing the crown right. is on so now you can give an official rating. all right all right I'm so, so i mean there's no method to this madness i've obviously never tried this so <laughs> we're just gonna dig in okay. you grab a spoon oh okay. and there's no uh there was no recommendation on ratios here so like you can have as much fluff or as little fluff as makes your heart well, there's,
0: there's two things here yeah i haven't tried one of these since i was little oh yeah this, I clearly haven't had the real marshmallow puff. No, you have
1: not. Oh, so you've only ha- ever had the Jet Puff too. Oh, you know what you I'm talking had about? Jet puff. Yeah, okay, same. So I
0: thought that this was just real. This is the real shit. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna do it at the same time? Yes. All we right. can do a little, a little, little, a little, little, little cheers. cheers.
1: Cheers. All right, ready? All right. Go. <laughs> you know what, it's not half bad. <laughs> Why do I like it? I like it, I kind of like it too. I'm going in for another bite. It's um.
0: Why do I like it?
1: It's like salty, savory, and sweet. And sweet. And it. I'm gonna and be catchy. honest. I don't even like pork rinds, but this makes me like pork rinds. Okay,
0: when you text me, do you do you eat pork rinds? I was like, girl, I already said no to the oysters, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll I'll try them. Mm-hmm. These are good.
1: These are not bad. I, I don't know if I would like pick it up at the grocery store and eat it every day, mm. but like for a little treat, mm. it's not bad. I would give it out of ten. Mm. I'm gonna give her a seven out of ten, and I really thought I was gonna trash on this. Uh,
0: I'm gonna have to agree with you. A I was seven hoping, out of ten.
1: I was hoping for like a giggle. Like I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a good giggle over this one." Lindsay will make a really fun face, and I'll probably spit it out. And both of us are like, "I'm going in again."
0: I would bring that <laughs> to a party I'd this be like, "Everyone tried this."
1: Exactly. This is why Mad Snack Monday is a beautiful thing because you mm. can't knock it you try.
0: It's the beauty. It is the beauty. It's delicious. Okay, maybe okay, I will I didn't, start I didn't trying. I hate things. that at all. Actually, I really didn't know what to expect. I'm right. telling you, last time I had those, I was like five.
1: Oh, uh, and I yeah. was like, no. Not a fan. Nope, but with the fluff, actually, it really, really upgraded it. Do you
0: taste the difference with the fluff? I I feel like this is different. It tastes better. It's quality. It's quality. Yeah, it really is. It
1: really gives marshmallow more than just, like, puffed sugar. You know what I mean? Yep. I like it. There's a lot of
0: flavor there. You can order it on
1: Amazon for five bucks. Amazon has everything.
0: (laughs) They really do. They really do. I know. Dang. Okay, well, I got one for you. I'm so excited. Because mine's a drink, a a baby. Um, If... You follow any Utah mom TikTok. Ooh, is this like it's a like soda a, shop? Like a soda ooh. shop. Oh, I'm so excited. This is how I got into weird stuff. I don't I okay. don't do as much as you, but every now and then I'm like, I'll try out. I'll no, try. yeah, yeah. So this is my own little concoction. I'm sure someone made it up, but I saw somebody did like a Coke, lime, and coconut creamer. Ooh. Well, I saw this Dr. Pepper
1: uh, oh. strawberries and cream.
0: Oh. I accidentally grabbed the zero sugar one I just realized. That's Hopefully. That's fine. Okay. Health and wellness. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do this, this. This, this. Ooh. And I have had this before. It's good. So it's not new to me. Oh, like, I guess maybe I don't want to know your opinion until I'm not I... I'm tell you Okay, my don't opinion. tell me.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I wish that swig was a thing in California.
0: Right? Yeah. Okay, so I first got on YouTube, YouTube Utah Mom TikTok or Utah Pop TikTok because mm-hmm. I was in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And they uh, have like a version of swig. Oh. And... I was like, no, this is not gonna be good. And mm-hmm. it changed my life. Actually, it made me into a pop drinker. I used to not be a pop drinker. I was like, no. I'm oh my good. God, I
1: love that you say pop. That's so. Oh, yeah. Hey, what oh, do you say? Soda.
0: <laughs> my mom says Coke because she's so from cute. Texas. Yeah. So you just do a little, oh. little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like this is gonna be good. Honestly, we'll see what you think. Ooh. One of my friends love it, or loves it, and one of my friends. Not a fan. The oh. lime, oh, makes the difference. Have you ever had true lime? Okay, no, um, but every time you I go to Target, it. I can't find it. Okay, where's it, it at? I don't sell it like anywhere locally in California. <laughs> oh, I'm so, telling you, I go up and down those aisles. I got it on the Zon,
1: on the Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten recommend though because I put it in everything. It's literally in my purse. What? Yes, like i and It makes not, everything better. I'm not. It makes everything better. I bring it to the movies to put in, in my in my diet popcorn? coke. Oh. Oh yes, you could put it in your popcorn. That I put it on fruit. Good. I put it in everything. What? Yeah, put it in beer. Put it in your tequila. Put okay. in everything. Yeah. Okay. It's magical. Okay. Well, uh, then I'll have to order on Amazon. Yeah. I've, I've never tried like the lemon or this or like the orange or whatever, but the lime is where it's at. Okay. Oh, I'm, here I'm you go. So excited. Made
0: it for you, cause this is so. And obviously, good. you can add more pop or less or okay. more of any of this. You can adjust your ratio. You can adjust your ratio. Oh,
1: I love that. Oh, cheers. cheers. Oh, that's good. Oh. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ooh! The strawberry and the lime. I'm
0: wow. telling you, it hits with that coconut. Mm. I love this drink. I want to be on a beach. I want to be on a
1: beach. Yeah, it's an unfortunately rainy, ugly day in California for this
0: right, almost tropical feeling drink. The only thing is, it does mm. like curdle or something, and that's what you can't look
1: at. Yeah, mm. I just like if you just like pretend don't like look that's not that happening. That's like when I put like milk and wine, like weird things do happen. Weird things in the happen. Bottom of the glass. It's probably not supposed to happen. No, but no, you don't taste it though. It's not a texture. Not at all. No. Nope. So all my friends are like, but they're... I'm like, "You
0: don't taste them." No, really good. no,
1: they're just different densities. There's some kind yeah. of science in that. I think. Agreed. You know,
0: I'm chemistry. not a chemist. <laughs> mean, oh, I'm, that's I'm not That's all <laughs> I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a chemist, so I don't know. Um, that's hilarious. Okay, well, that's delightful. Life- I give that. I give that a nine out of ten. Yeah, that's, that's for pretty good. That's really good. Probably add alcohol in it. Oh, you could definitely put tequila in that. Tequila or. I don't know do people like rum oh yeah like that would be it good almost, it's not pina colada but malibu it gives me that. malibu yeah that's what i was trying to think that's of. the one mm.
1: clearly i do a lot of weird cocktails as well malibu <laughs> yeah because i know
0: <laughs> immediately
1: i have a lot of like minis of different like liquors because i don't want the whole bottle right and so i have like mini ones though because people always suggest things and i'm like well now i have to have it <laughs> now i must have it absolutely well that's delicious good i'm that. glad you like that i'm gonna find that in my life a lot more often good yes Okay, well,
0: um, you can also add like any any type of pop. Oh yeah, any.
1: I was just gonna say with a little, you could do a little diet coke. You could do yeah. Little. Well, I'm a big diet coke girl.
0: I love diet coke. Too. Well, now since I started this, I literally any diet pop. Uh, the diet root beers. Oh, I could get down. I get with down that. with those. Oh, they're so good. You know what I
1: recently discovered? What? Um, Canada Dry do you like ginger ale. Yeah, I love ginger ale. Okay, Canada Dry came out with a fruit splash. It's a cherry ginger ale. Whoa! My husband and I addicted we're obsessed okay, we can't yet. okay. i can't stop drinking it okay and go. i feel like that could go very nicely with the coconut
0: that could go nicely oh
1: okay girl it's on your list it's on, your That's list. on, my, it's on list. my list
0: <laughs> okay well thank you for doing this with me this oh thank cute, you little, little intro i'm gonna take off the crown of oh, yeah. i don't but now you have her but now know? i have her and she matches she's absolutely
1: stunning like yeah. It
0: matches my outfit. Yeah. My husband's gonna be like, "Why are you wearing that? Just walking around the house."
1: You should like if you if you need the dishes done, you just walk oh, yeah. in and you say, "Oh shoot, I need the dishes done, honey." The, yeah. And then he asks, "Why?" You say, "Because I literally have the authority." Because of this, literally have the crown. <laughs> yeah. My husband doesn't listen to me, but it's always really
0: fun to try. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. I love that. Yeah. Maybe if I give it to my husband to wear. <gasps> Then more things will be done too. Mm. He already does dishes and stuff, life but hack. like maybe it'll make it fun for it's him. It's a life hack. It's a life I mean, hack. It's a husband hack. I, I like a those. Hack. I'm, and I'm keeping it forever. I love it's it. It's so I'm beautiful. Gonna, like, yeah, here. Here. so beautiful. Yeah. Well, perfect. Um, I hope I wanted to try that cute little intro because I was just like that. That's like a huge thing on your channel. Massive. I yeah. Mean, it's. I, I feel like, it's like taking off. Yeah. Like um, you're, you're kind of like booming right um, now.
1: Well, I feel like. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just started Instagram this year, actually, um, or last year, I should say, uh, at the beginning of last year. And so, over there, my snack content like really started to pop off. It does. Which was kind of a confidence builder because at the time, like my TikTok views were in a lull. And so I was like, oh my God, the people do love the snacks. Like, this is so fun, you know? I knew they still liked them, you know? Because sometimes the algorithm just doesn't hit. But the snacks are really fun. I love doing them. I feel like it involves my followers in a way that's like so interactive. And that's my favorite part. Oh,
0: yeah. What's the weirdest or grossest? That you were like, okay, absolutely, not. you guys are crazy.
1: Um, we did mussels. Uh, mm. It was a video that somebody suggested, like I got tagged in a video, I should say, of a man who made it, and it was mussels with lemon juice, and he had this really nice piece of baguette, and he toasted it, he put butter on it, right? You, <gasps> like, you're, you're like, okay, you're drawing me in, right? And then he whips out the mussels, and I was like, oh, God, no. And I'm not really a canned fish person person outside of tuna like I do like tuna but I outside like of that I, I can't get down with the muscle situation but I was like you know what you can't knock it till you try it and he made it look delicious and so I try it it was revolting it's one of the only ones I've ever spit out because I just literally couldn't do it
0: yeah yeah that's the exact one I watched you yeah you're like is there anything you want to try I was like any canned fish I mean I would have tried tuna I take that back but mm-hmm. I was scared I was like no nah, yeah absolutely not that and worked. I thought
1: this was I thought that like the pork rinds would be really weird I but- thought
0: that'd be weird but it was Quite nice. Yes. I'd do it again. Yep. 10 out of 10 again. The muscles I would not do again. Zero (laughs) out of (laughs) 10. Definitely. (laughs) Negative.
1: Trash worthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: funny. That's funny. Well, can you tell people more about like maybe your career or. Yeah.
1: So I am a nurse. Uh, first and foremost, it's what I do by trade. Um, I have been a nurse for almost 10 years now, which is crazy. That's crazy. Um, I started out in the pediatric cardiac ICU, which was really, really scary yeah. as a new grad. Oh, yeah. But I started out in a new grad program, and that honestly was the only way that I was successful because I had basically had like somebody holding my hand walking in. Yeah. Which was great. I did that for almost five years. I burnt out really, really hard. Really? Really hard. Um, that's like a huge part of like my nursing story. Yeah. Um, and then I transitioned into general pediatric ICU for the last like almost five years. Wow. Yeah. I've only ever done really sick kiddos. Yeah, kids.
0: <laughs> it's it's so interesting coming because I'm adult ICU. Mm-hmm. I've been adult ICU since I started. I'm just coming up on five years. <clears throat> And I feel like when I hear people talk about kids, I'm like, woo, woo, that's scary to me. Like, get that away from me. Yeah, You know, it's terrifying. Yeah, It's funny because I have family that's like, well, you went to nursing school, didn't you learn about it? I'm like, yeah, but I feel like if you don't use it, you you do lose it a little Mm -hmm. bit, a little bit here and there. And especially, um, I can't think of the word, but like the ages. Like, babies, kids. Developmentally. Developmentally. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to give this kid. Like, that that scares me. Yeah. So every time I see, like, pediatric nurse, I'm like, because someone's got to do it.
1: Someone's got to do it. Can't be me. I feel (laughs) the same way about adult ICU nurses, in all fairness. Like, I had to float to the adult ICU one time during COVID. Yeah. As, like, a glorified nursing assistant. I didn't know what I was doing. Because I, like saunter up to the Pixis because they're like, can you get some Ativan? Because this guy's losing it. And he's like, intubated, losing it. And I was like, yeah. So I go to the Pixis and I get the Ativan and I'm like, can somebody waste with me? They're like, nah, girl, we're giving the whole thing. What do you mean waste it? We're giving the whole thing. (laughs) He gets the whole two. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm normally used to weight-based dosing in like little tiny people, you know? So uh, I just got a lot of like weird looks that day. None of my instincts are correct in the adult ICU. So like, I get it. Like, I mean, the way that people feel about pediatric nursing, I feel about adult nursing. So, so funny.
0: Same same way. That's exactly why, though, I don't want to go because you're right. Like, you guys do weight-based. I give the wrong dose, you know. Yeah. I could, something bad could happen. Yes. And I'm like, absolutely not. Please don't. I don't. Yeah, so I don't know it's about that. It's a lot more
1: one. math. Like, it It definitely is a lot more math. Yeah. Um But I feel like we... We, like, really help each other out. Like, I've never given a medication and not had somebody else double-check my math. And yeah. I think that that's such a huge part of pediatrics is yeah. just, like, doing everything as safe as we can. And so I, like, we work so well as a team in peds. Like, everybody is really wonderful. I've never met, like, a provider or a nurse that wasn't just stellar. Yeah. And so cool. I'm just lucky that I've gotten to work with, like, a lot of really good people. And so I've always felt really safe. Like, I yeah. always felt, like, as scary as the tiny humans can be because they are very scary because they yeah. are fine. <laughs> there, There's this, like, saying that I love, that is, adults roll down hills and kids jump off cliffs.
0: I literally heard that not <laughs> long ago. But yeah. It, it's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And also, I feel, maybe I'm wrong and mm-hmm. you can correct me, um, but I had Layla, the nurse. She's a picky nurse, too. Yeah. And um, I feel like kids bounce back. Yes. A lot more than adults do. And nobody prepared me for that, I will say, in nursing school because... I initially wanted to do PICU Mm -hmm. because that was um, my third semester and I finally got a little bit of ICU and I was like, oh, wait, I want to be here. This is where I want to be. I know it for sure. But then I got fourth semester adult ICU and I was like, oh, it's the ICU I like. Yeah. I want adult. Mm -hmm. And it's just adults do tend to pass a lot more than kids, Mm -hmm. which is, it's like good and bad. Like adults have lived a life at Mm -hmm. least of some sort and then kids They're kids. Yeah. So I think that's what. Kind of fucks with most people but. like
1: can't stomach that part you know yeah. like the fact that they're so little and they haven't gotten to do anything yet actually i will say that's why the teenagers are the ones that get me like those are the ones that really like tug at my heartstrings mm-hmm. you would think it was it would be the babies yeah i mean obviously like they all have a special place in my heart but like the teenagers they live these whole big lives and then they come in and they get sick and that like really kills me mm-hmm. yeah um and because they have things that they miss you know yeah. what i mean versus babies aren't the same way so i, I it's like every that's kid so- in the bed is so different to me yeah. you know, which. I think actually is what i love the most about it but funny enough i did not want to do pediatrics at all when i was in nursing school
0: really what'd you want to I do
1: i was supposed to be a geriatric nurse okay <laughs> which okay. if you don't know is old people yeah. um I said, yeah. okay
0: girl yeah i know you.
1: well I, I was a caregiver for a woman with alzheimer's in mm. high school and i loved it and i thought like i could do this i love this yeah And then I found out that I didn't really want to be the one who had to like force them to do things they didn't want to do. Like when you're 90, I want to just let you play bingo and enjoy your life. And I don't want to have to make you do hard things to get better. And that's often what geriatric nursing is. And I didn't know that until I was in Mm -hmm. nursing school. So I always tell nursing students to like have a mind and heart wide open when you're in school because you don't know what you're going to love. And so I literally entered my last rotation in nursing school, which was pediatrics, thinking I have no idea what I want to do now because I went through adult ICU and I was like, I like the ICU part. I love that. But I don't know if I love adults like that part isn't sitting with me. Yeah. And I kind of thought like, oh, my God, what if I don't want to be a nurse at all
0: anymore? I I hit that that moment. (laughs) I had that thought too. All of us do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't find something you're kind of interested in, it starts to feel a little Oh, sh- panic daunting. a little bit yeah yeah
1: because then you're like well this is supposed to be my career like yeah. what if i don't love it and i spent all of this like hard work and i don't love what i do yeah. that's the worst especially because i wanted to be a nurse since i was eight so i thought oh my god this is my whole life you yeah know? right <laughs> so my last semester uh i was in pediatrics and my clinical instructor shout out karen karen was like nicole you love it here you Aww. love the kids. And I was like, no, 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 I don't. No, absolutely not. No, I don't. And she goes, yes, you're you're just like, you you work so well with them and they like you. And honestly, like I didn't believe her until a month later, until I had Aww. like, I would choose like we got days where we got to go into the emergency room if we wanted to. I hate it down there. I hate that place. Oh, yeah. God, I hate the emergency room. And I asked to go back to pediatrics. I was like, "Send me back up." I oh yeah, be down here. Well, at least you can check it off. You're like, yeah, no, absolutely. No. no, God, no. That place is a dungeon. It's so scary down there. <laughs> so true. I genuinely hate it in the ER. <laughs> Anytime they're like, "Can you come help place an NG tube?" I'm like, only if I can leave right after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's scary down there. It, it, it is scary down there. Honestly, I have floated down there. So right now I'm I'm at a float contract, and it's like tele, PCU. ICU. But I am in the ED 50% of the time. And I'm I'm holding patients. But I get to see what they do. And I'm like, no wonder it feels like, you know, (laughs) ICU nurse, uh, ER nurse controversy. No wonder it feels like y'all don't do anything. They literally can't. They literally can't. They're doing things that are different. It's different. It's a whole separate type of nursing. Mm -hmm. Stuff's not charted because they don't chart like us. They don't have to. Yep. they're doing other things there's literally saving lives every yep. other room i feel like mm-hmm. and i'm just like all right i was meant to be floated down here because guys i get it it's humbling down there it's
1: humbling it's genuinely stabilized mobilized. yeah like that's it yeah and so i never like and even with the kids they always apologize they're like oh my god we're so sorry like we didn't get to this or like we couldn't oh, we didn't yeah. feel comfortable doing this yeah and i never am upset i'm like oh my god just thank you for telling me i would always rather them like not do things if they don't feel safe doing them, than to do things and feel like they're, you know, not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like I would always rather that. So I'm always like, I welcome them in with open arms. Like just as long as I don't have to go down there. If you want to come (laughs) up to my territory, come on up. (laughs) But I don't want to go down there. I ain't going.
0: (laughs) That's really funny. I
1: hate it down there. Anytime I have to go for codes, God, I hate it down there. Yeah. Scary. I'm like, can we go
0: up? (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel, I feel some, humbling was the perfect word. Yeah. Because it just humbled me a lot. I was like, okay, we, we're we just different people. We are. Your cords are all tangled up here and driving me nuts, but it makes sense. Yeah. If I worked here, it wouldn't, you know, it mm. would be the same. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that your first job gave you major burnout. Yes. So that's obviously a hot topic with um, nurses. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So my first job
1: was in pediatric cardiac ICU, which if you don't know anything about it, it's one of the most specialized areas of areas of nursing that I think you could possibly go into. Yeah. Um and I worked in a very large children's hospital taking care of literally the sickest kids in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had kids come all the way from Poland
0: oh, to be wow. operated on there.
1: And so it was really incredible. I was so honored when they wanted me to work there. I was like this is so cool. And that was a big part of why it was really hard for me to let go in the end is because I was so proud to work there. Yeah. I thought like this is this is incredible and I got to like work with kids that had disease processes that I will never see again in my career. And it was just like, it was really sad, a lot of it, because the loss rate in peds cardiac is immense. I mean, I lost more kids probably than we saved. And a lot of that is educational, you know, like I would always try to tell myself like, okay, but maybe it'll save the next one, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and that's what we do it for. You know, that's how science moves forward. But that's awful. When the human part of my heart tugged at me over and over again, that was like, but they're kids, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if it will ever. I don't know if I've ever fully processed the kids that I've lost. And I think that I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't processing it. And after several years, I like stopped wanting to learn the kids' names. Mm -hmm. And that really set in for me that I wasn't okay anymore. Um, I had a couple nights of just like sobbing to my husband, who is my husband. He worked 10 years in EMS and then he's in nursing school now. So he very much understands like that side of, yeah. of like how awful it can be, you know. Um, but I just kept telling myself, I'm like, but everybody deals with this, right? Like I normalized mm-hmm. it because I thought like, Okay, well, I'm just not strong enough yet. I haven't done this for enough years, and I worked with really. I, we called them the Filipino mafia, and that's like they named themselves. Yeah, the, the Filipino mafia. Them, it's from yeah. Them. <laughs> but it, it was like affectionate. They were my nurse family. I called them my nurse aunties, um, and so and they're everybody's aunties. Yeah. Um, but I just thought like they've been doing this for like 15, some of them like 30 years, and I thought maybe I just haven't given it enough time yet. Like maybe I just I haven't haven't tried hard enough. Like it, I honestly just kept putting it on myself and that was a huge mistake of mine later on down the line that I learned. Um, I was not sleeping well, I was really not kind to my husband and that really made me sad because that's not who i am yeah i like didn't want to see people anymore i didn't want to go to family outings like all of the signs of like depression essentially um i had nothing but anxiety every time i went to work i dragged my feet to work and that was a job i, I knew that i loved though like that, that was why it was so frustrating to me because i felt like i was at war with myself yeah. like oh um, like what is wrong with me you know yeah. and um <clears throat> it took uh, a physical problem uh, it turns out, uh, I was working night shift too, which for me was very much against my biological clock. I am a daytime person, but I did night shift because the nurses were nicer and the Filipino mafia was great. And they like welcomed me in and taught me everything. And the nurses on day shift were not that nice. And so I sacrificed, even though I knew that that was probably not going to work well for me. And so I did night shift, which I knew was against me. And I had all of this burnout, like just piling on top of me. And I wound up just like losing my period completely.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: Um, which I didn't, I mean, I know that that can happen as a nurse medically, but I guess I never thought that I would be in that position. Right, that'd be you. Yeah, Um, and so then it was about six months after that, that I left, and then a week after I left, after I finally made the decision, I was like so proud of myself. I cried the whole way home, though mm-hmm. it was miserable. But I was so proud of myself because I like found a job that I was like, this is going to work for me. You it's know, so like so it's, ho- it's so hard. It's so nobody talks about how hard it is to leave your first job. Yep. Oh my so, god. Yeah. It's like leaving your family. It's like okay. having a breakup. Like I, I cried for days over it, but I was so proud of myself for finally making the decision. And then I was going to start in like a new pediatric ICU, working day shift closer to home because I was also commuting an hour and 15 minutes one way to go to this hospital. Yeah, I was like just being hit. Like, honestly, I don't know how I survived for almost five years there. That part I still find, I guess I'm proud of myself for like making it that far. Absolutely. I shouldn't have though. Um, And it it all made sense to me later when I look back. I'm like, well, you don't know what you were drowning. Yeah. 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 Um, And then once I left about A few weeks after i left i woke up one morning and i felt kind of weird and i just kept telling my husband i'm like it almost feels like my head is vibrating but not like vertigo like i've had vertigo before where like you are spinning and the world is spinning but mine was very much like my head's vibrating and it was really unnerving and i kind of thought like you know i just like shrugged it off and then two days later i woke up with hand tremors um which i now know to be dopamine responsive dystonia so four years later, I see like a really bougie neurologist who was like, this is a condition that you were predisposed to genetically that is unidentified. So I'm kind of like a medical zebra, but okay. it was triggered by stress.
0: Interesting.
1: And she was like, well, you were working night shift. You were not sleeping. You were immensely emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not surprised that it triggered it. Um, and so it's something that I live with now. And so I am such a advocate now for burnout with new nurses and talking about it. Because if somebody had made me feel more normal about it, I would have probably left a lot sooner and chosen myself, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm like so open about it now.
0: I, I don't like to generalize, but a lot of nurses um, like to either ignore it, or, or make you even make you feel like, oh, girl, we all do that, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, why are you, why are you special? You yeah. know, we all go through that. Yeah. When that's not really the case, like, we all do go through burnout. I think so. But no one talks about doing something to change your environment because it's typically your environment one way or another, whether it be <clears throat> the patient population, uh, the people you're working with, exactly, a.m., p.m., and, um. I mean, every nurse goes through that. Yeah. And I feel like, like, right when you said burnout, I was like, boom, we're going to talk about it. Because how many DMs do you get about that? I get Tons. a ton of DMs yeah. about that from new grads and nursing students who see who see us talk about it. Mm-hmm. Then they get, like, really nervous about even going into the field. And it's like, you can find happiness in oh, yeah. nursing. Mm-hmm. But if you're feeling like, I, I don't want to learn their name. I've been in the same exact position where, specifically during COVID, I was like, I- having to number them and yeah. people will think that that's jaded it's compartmentalizing because so many people were dying yeah and I was like I I can't handle this this I can't put a face to a name every single day multiple times a day yep and but people love to call us like jaded and stuff I'm like no dude you don't get it no nope. <laughs> it's not
1: that there. I was dissociative if nothing that's, else that like is the word. I mean I just like wasn't in my body when right. a lot of it was happening, right. you know? I mean, I just did what I had to do. You're going through to movements. To keep my
0: patient alive. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's really cool though, that you decided to move and change your environment.
1: Yeah. And then you found happiness. The greatest, yes. The yeah. greatest blessing I ever did for myself. Good. I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah. And that's why I talk so much about it, because if somebody had made, made me feel even a little bit more normal about it, I wouldn't have beat myself up so hard. Yeah. Like I kept pointing the finger at myself saying like, I'm not strong enough. I'm not a good enough nurse. Like other people are doing this. That's other people, you know? And it took me a long time to learn that. And I just wish that I had done it sooner. So I moved to a general pediatric ICU, which was much smaller in an adult hospital, which was a big adjustment for me. I did feel like a new grad all over again because I had never had a patient with like Diabetes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had only done cardiac. I mean... Interesting. I did not have thought about that. Okay. And cardiac's, again, a very specialized area of nursing, especially in pediatrics. So those kids are sanctioned solely to those cardiac units. Mm. So all the kids that I knew, that I knew super well, I wasn't taking care of anymore. And so I had kids that were coming in with diabetes, with asthma. It's just straightforward asthma, but it's something I never did before. I was like, I mean, I I know my way around an airway, but like I got to figure out, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like diabetes. I was like, this is so new for me. Yeah. But I loved learning. I was I've been so incredibly fortunate to work with two both my team at my old hospital and the team at my new hospital, the most incredible nurses and doctors I have ever worked with. I oh, mean, they're just cool. like every single one is stellar. Like yeah. They're just good people, good nurses, good doctors. They're intelligent, like well rounded. I mean, we have nurses who've come from like all over the country, like who work in like my little tiny pick you. Yeah. And it's a family, like it really is. They're wonderful. And I'm, I wish, I wish that I had known that that good would be there someday because there were so many dark moments that I thought, once again, like, I don't even know if I want to be a nurse anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you're a nurse, you understand that that's like a, it's almost like breaking up with your identity. Like I, there's a reason that like, we are so ingrained in our profession like there's almost no conversation that we have where being a nurse doesn't come up because it's a part of who we are Mm -hmm. and so when you ever think about oh my god what if i don't want to do this anymore it's painful oh yeah in ways that i don't even have words to describe unless you're a nurse you just don't understand oh yeah and so i remember like thinking oh my god like here i am again like what if i don't even want to be a nurse you know and then when i found that like little family i was like oh this is great, See? Like, this is so awesome, you know? And you've been there a long time then. Yeah, I've been there for almost five years. That's... I mean, minus h- an injury, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll get
0: into that, yeah. you know, because that's important. <laughs> it's a
1: part of my story, yeah. But the unit's lovely, honestly. Uh, there, There's so much good out there.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, you just have to look for it. Yeah, And if you're not happy where you are, like there's so many more options. It's the beauty of nursing.
0: It is the beauty of nursing. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends in nursing school, Um, we, me, her, and one of our other friends, went directly into the icu i somehow got a day shift they got night shift she hated it every single day for six months and we were like dude find a new job switch do something else and she's like i can't i've only been here six months like why that's ingrained in us so we feel like that as a new grad we're not allowed to leave Mm -hmm. yes you are dude oh hell yeah freaking leave Mm -hmm. there's something better the grass in nursing the grass is greener Mm -hmm. if you are feeling that your unit's toxic bullying Whatever the issue may be, the unit or the grass is greener. Yeah, I'm working with some people, or I've worked with people recently um, that are on a tele unit and they're new grads, and they're like, I just feel like, you know, is the grass greener? Yes, girl, run! Yeah, get out of here. If you feel like that, try something new. You can always, most likely, get this job back. Oh yeah, it will always be here. Mm -hmm. That's why I jumped into traveling because my first year it was a lot. It was a I I started as a nurse in 2019. um, I was on days, but I d- I don't think I prepared myself for the busyness of days, and there is a difference. I was a, I was a tech on nights, so I understand the difference, and I was like, dang, maybe I should have done nights. And also, I worked <laughs> with some mean people. Yeah,
1: I mean, oh, mean people yeah. are
0: everywhere. Yes, and something that, that's something I've learned. But as a new grad, it's just like so disheartening because you already don't feel confident, you already feel a little behind on everything, and for me, I definitely felt stupid. Yeah, like. I'm the dumbest person here. (laughs) Every morning I'd wake up and be like, yeah, it's me. I'm the dumbest one here.
1: I honestly feel like if you show up to work as a nurse and you don't feel dumb at least once in the day, I don't think you're doing it right. Okay, right? (laughs) Because even now I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> I got so, I still have questions where I like go to my coworker. I'm like, what do I even do with that? You know? Gosh. And honestly, like I, I'm, I also like tell students that cause you get so, m- I get so many DMs. I'm sure you do too. About like feeling like idiots. I'm yes. like, I still feel like an idiot sometimes. We just don't, I guess we don't talk about it enough. Yeah. So in case anybody needs to know, I feel dumb at least I'm once an a day idiot. as a nurse. I 10 years a- in. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: <laughs> like, it's yeah. nice to know though, because yeah. like, you know, I'm closer to a new grad than experience mm-hmm. because I'm just five years in. And I feel like you're, I feel like that's more seasoned. Yeah. More than me. I wouldn't feel like that. Oh,
1: I mean, honestly, but I don't look at them as moments of feeling dumb. These are opportunities to learn. Yes. Like, I'm becoming a more well-rounded nurse. Yes. That's so cool. Like, how many times...
0: How many other jobs do you get to walk in every day and learn something? Yeah. No, I don't know
1: that many that are
0: quite like nursing. And you're in an environment that allows it too, Because yeah. you said, like, you'll ask your friend, da-da-da, you know, what do you think about this? You have to be able, in an environment that you can always ask questions without being judged. Absolutely. Because otherwise you're going to, not again, not get the confidence to do it. And then yeah. you're going to probably do something wrong. Yep. I was just saying, or, or you'll hurt somebody. You're going to kill wants. somebody yeah. or hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Um My... The, I think my first realization of this was I was a new grad. Um, I was still on orientation <laughs> and I was looking for the med. I couldn't find this one med. I ended up finding it in the fridge. Cool. Pulled it, went to give it. I got this pop-up on Epic and I was like, I don't even know what this is saying. Like, go. Like, I'm trying to give this medication. It was like super busy. I couldn't find my preceptor. Kept scanning it and it would pop up. So I was like, just next, next, like whatever. Yeah. Gave the med. I went to my preceptor. I was like, this pop-up kept coming up on Epic. And she was like, When? Like when I was trying to give the med, what did it say? I was like, I don't, honestly, I don't know. And she's like, no, 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 You have to know what it <laughs> <Yeah>. said. <laughs> yeah. So we went and found the med. We found it was the correct med, mm-hmm. wrong patient. Uh, so still a med error. Sure. But luckily the same med. Mm-hmm. And it just showed me right then, like, she's like, girl, you're lucky it's the same exact med, same yeah. dose, everything. But that's how, that's why you stop. Yep. So you have to feel confident and comfortable to ask questions Yeah. because otherwise you're going to be like me and do something even worse, mm-hmm. so. Or to
1: like have the, I always like tell like nursing students, I love nursing students. Clearly. I do too. Um, I, they're the best. Yeah, they <laughs> I'm are. like the first person on my unit to be like, give me the student, I want them. Yeah, Because they're so fun, you know? And I always tell them, them welcome. yeah, and like you should, yeah. you know, because we're creating our coworkers. Mm-hmm. How, like that's so cool, you yeah. know? And I always tell them, I'm like, I never want you to feel uncomfortable at any point that if you feel like you made a mistake that you can't come talk to me. Yes. Like you have to be able to feel comfortable enough to do that because we will, you're a human being. You're (laughs) going to make a mistake at some point. Exactly. We've all made med errors. I have too. I had one where like my unit decided that they were going to start giving us the full pill of something. And in pediatrics, we give partial doses of a lot of things. Mm. And so there was this like new complicated process that they didn't tell anybody about, unfortunately on a very important blood pressure med. And um, it was, it had to be cut and then diluted and then only a little bit of it was drawn up and you would discard the rest of the solution very outside of our too normal practice too much yeah <laughs> even too much for pediatrics to be honest with you normally the pharmacy does that for us uh-huh. for the sake of not having a med error right. and i gave the medication luckily my patient's fine luckily i have like a bajillion pressers i can like adjust and deal with i told the doctor but like you're a human being and that's gonna happen yeah, you know like my is. patient was fine and like even if you have to change something with your patient like it's still okay like we are and i think that that's the other thing that burns nurses out a lot especially new nurses is they feel stupid and they feel like they're incapable of being a human. Yep. Which is like, you can't change that. No.
0: They. I think I had a I had a student once, and as a traveler too, which mm-hmm. is even more wild to me. I always will take the student, but I'm like, yeah. they're like, where can I find? I'm like, kudos ask-
1: to you though. Actually, that's as a traveler, good for you. I'm like guys,
0: <laughs> I don't even know where we get chucks around yeah. here. Like, I have no clue how to do this, but I'll take them. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll teach them what I know. But it's funny when they ask us stuff like from nursing school. I'm like. Ooh. So I'm going to show you how I do it. I have no clue if it's correct, so don't don't go telling me. Yeah, Now you're making me nervous. But um, <laughs> I had a student and... You might be able to really l- relate to this and pick you. We had a tube feed yeah. going, and it was like an open bag. Like we had to pour. Oh the, yeah,
1: yeah. The like gravity. Yeah, like yeah. to
0: gravity. Um, but I've been other places where it's like pre-bagged. Yeah. And so we're pouring. Um, and they had protein. They had a G tube. They had um prostat. Yeah. To mm-hmm. pour in yeah, yeah. To give to the patient. And I, um, I was like, you want to give this? It's kind of fun. He's like, yeah, heck yeah. And I was like, okay. During that moment, um, someone called out. I was like, I'm gonna run and go get this person. Just give them the prostat. I'll be right back. Yeah. That was my mistake because yeah. they're, they're a student. My mistake. But I come back. He's like, I gave it. I was like, awesome. Why is the tube feed red? He was like, I, I put it in the bag. Oh. I was like, But like, okay. fair mistake. Sure. Fair mistake. Yeah. Also, it's going to get to them. Sure. <laughs> it's it's not a big deal. Honestly,
1: sometimes we might do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, logistically. Like, I know it was an accident. but was, like
0: right. But I like... like it's nothing to get in trouble over, but it was like a learning moment. I was like, okay, two things. I shouldn't have left you. That was my fault. And then also this, we can just put it right in the G-tube. You know, you can just, would you hear that? A little bit, yeah. Okay, I don't don't know what what that that was. was. Sorry, guys, if you're hearing that. I think it's me. Okay, I was like, did I touch the cord? It's not true. Um, Anyway, yeah, it was just funny because I was like, interesting. Like, it's just funny how our brains work, even as students. Like, they don't know. So just teach them and don't judge them for... Not knowing. And even experienced nurses. Like, if someone doesn't know something, just teach them. Kindly teach them. You don't have to be an asshole. No. And like I said,
1: you're literally – like molding your future coworkers. why wouldn't you want to make them as wonderful as they can be make exactly. them strong make them feel comfortable feel confident like because that person's going to be coding your patient next to you exactly. like i want that person to be right in line with me like right. i don't i think that sometimes like it becomes like an i'm better than or smarter than you like that's why they feel <laughs> they the need to out. like stomp on students and that is very much a them problem. Yeah. Like my husband's a nursing student right now. And that's actually been a really fun experience, like having <laughs> him go through nursing school after I've done it. And I always just like tell him when he comes home and he has like a nurse preceptor who's like not that kind, not that excited to have him. I'm like, that has nothing to do with you. That is everything to do with them. And you just yeah. keep telling yourself that. Like you're not stupid. You're not incapable. You you honestly are helpful to them. And if they don't see that, that's their problem, you know? And it makes me sad because, you know, there are so many opportunities for things to be better. But that's why like you and I, you know, like people who like students, like I know that we're making the profession better and that like I feel so good about, you know? And it's fun they're so it fun. fun it's fun they love blood pressure also <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. they get jazzed about everything like, like the tube feed he's probably like this is so fun look oh, at me i'm doing it, it you know was so
0: fun and, yeah. this like, and I wasn't mean at all it's like hey man i would have probably done that too and then he was yeah. excited to learn absolutely and also they're teaching me stuff that i don't remember from nursing school no and they're
1: doing things differently now they are oh man my husband does things sometimes i'm like what is going on yeah like, the math is different everything's different Interesting. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, the math scares me a little okay, bit. Okay. I was
0: like, I don't want to know the new math.
1: Math is like, I was just saying, math is one of those things where, like, the way that you learned it or the way that you know it, Every nurse is like, I don't want to see your method. No, don't show me how you do it. <laughs> don't show me. You can tell me your your answer at the end, but I don't want to know anything else <laughs> exactly.
0: because that's that's a scary part. It's
1: scary. Yeah, you got to be in your routine. You know, because yeah, like exactly. that's like the one thing that like you can always get the right answer. You know right. what I mean? I'm right. like, if I just do it the right way, I'll get
0: the right answer. That's what I'm like. They're doing new math. <laughs> yeah. How is there new math? They're just doing it different
1: ways now. But yeah. I I taught my husband the way that I do it, and luckily that made more sense to him. But it, it could have been risky because yeah. I was like, okay, listen, I'm yeah. gonna show you how I do it. But this might confuse you more
0: <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and it's i'm like, sorry
1: in advance if it does
0: it's always a little scary <laughs>
1: yeah but he's like found his own group which is really cool it's fun to see him like come into his own especially after 10 years in ems like let's
0: say that specifically yeah
1: i mean because he was either going to be a paramedic or he was going to be a nurse yeah and people always say like oh it must have been you like it must have been you becoming a nurse that like made him want to be one it's not me at all actually really? uh he had a job where he worked doing critical care transport mm-hmm. and so it was two emts and a nurse and he got to transport like ICU patients from one hospital to another, okay. or from one ER to another ICU or something like that, wherever they need to care. And he worked with a nurse, her name was Carol, and we love Carol because <laughs> she literally is the nurse that made him wanna be a nurse. Really? Yeah, and, cause she was so good to him. Like yeah. she taught him, she made him feel capable and smart and comfortable and confident. And he, and she was like, you can do this. Cause he, his problem was, he always felt like, The natural progression, of course, in EMS is EMT to paramedic. Like, that's the natural thing to do. But it's a, honestly, it's a terrible job. Um, I mean, they're thankless. Even in the Bay Area where, like, nurses get paid more than anywhere in the country here. EMS gets paid just as dirt poor as everywhere else in the country and in, in the Bay Area. Um, don't get me
0: started on that. That it's awful. It's <laughs> absolutely awful. They have They're no our first breaks. responders. Yes,
1: they work harder than we do. Oh, completely. Yeah, They're
0: getting them stable enough to bring to the hospital. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think the general public even realizes. They like have
1: no comprehension of it.
0: They they really don't mm-hmm. like these people. My brother was a paramedic, and then I have several family members that were at some point EMS paramedic firefighter. Oh, cool. And I'm just like they. Also, see a lot more than I will ever see in the yep. ICU. Again, I'm even the, from the ER. I'm getting these people somewhat stable. Mm-hmm. They're in the ICU, but you know, stable enough to come to the hospital. And it's like they get paid in Oklahoma. It's like eleven dollars an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pathetic.
1: Ours is like more up here, obviously, because but the cost the of same. living is higher. But like, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. And Sorry. it's thankless. It's I thingless. mean, the most thankless work in the world, and they just get pummeled. And the honestly, like the, all the money is at the top. Which yeah. hospitals I would say are very much similar. You yeah. know, all the money's at the top. Like I said, in the Bay Area, the nurses are very lucky because yeah. like I'm I know that I'm like a nurse princess because I've only ever worked in the Bay Area. Yeah. So I'm I know I have ratios, I have good pay, like, you know, we get lunch breaks. Like yeah. I, I've gotten all the things that like I know that in other parts of the of the country, like nurses don't have and right. I'm grateful for that. But EMS is like like Midwestern nursing. Like they don't get breaks, they're not guaranteed to anything. Their pay yeah. is awful. A lot of the time, there's only like one or two rigs available at a time, which means like in a county, if you call 911, if they're at level one or like level zero, it means that there's only one or zero available ambulances at a time. That's common. They will staff oh. that way because it's it's barebone staffing, right? Just like they do for nursing. Same for EMS. So it's so pathetic because you can't measure how often people are going to need to call no. 911.
0: I no. mean. And then you put all the stress on one, two people. Yep. And they're not even in a
1: hospital where they have resources. Right. It's literally just them. On the field. Yep. I think that he looks back at his time there as it built him. Sure. But he's, like, experienced a lot of, like, trauma from that job too i mean it's grief with no closure every single patient they have yeah. you know and yeah. that's that's hard after 10 years so honestly i'm so impressed with him that he still wanted to go into nursing like Absolutely. i'm so proud of him because honestly he could turn around and gone done does something else you know what i mean yeah. anything else yeah <laughs> and He like still wanted to go face first into it and good so yeah i'm really proud of him
0: good I'm, for you guys thank Just you because then you, you both also get to experience like uh, this is kind of a side note, but people are like, healthcare workers don't need to date healthcare workers. I so disagree. Oh, I so disagree. I so, I'm married to one. Yeah. My husband's a nurse too. I, like, I love that your husband's a nurse. Yeah. How nice is it that you can talk about your shift over dinner and they mm-hmm. fully understand, even with your husband as EMS, he still yeah. understands the stress, the trauma, everything you've seen. He's seen it too. Yep. So it's like, you get it. Mm-hmm. i'm allowed to vent for an hour or however long i want yeah because he gets it
1: and like and then none of it feels stupid to vent about either you know what i mean right. like because sometimes like some of the things that we do like aren't life or death but are still frustrating you right. know and so i feel like those are the things that i love that i can come home and talk to him about yeah and i'm so excited for like his career as a nurse because it's going to be so exciting to hear like what he gets to do every day like it's almost surreal yeah that he is going to be doing like what I've done for the last ten years, like it's, yeah. it's so cool. I mean, I'm excited for him. And it's been very exciting him. for us. Yeah, oh, honestly, and like if our marriage can survive both of us going through nursing school,
0: I think it can. We've got everything. I think we it can, can do it. I mean, we're did. good.
1: He graduates in May, so like we've done it.
0: Oh no, you you've we've done, done it. it. Yeah, we did it. That's we, did, really
1: we, cool, we did the damn thing.
0: Yeah, thank you. I love that. Yeah, I always like meeting another nurse couple.
1: Oh, me too. Because yeah, I'm like
0: and more more nurse. I love a good friends. double
1: date with them. Right. It's the it's the most exciting medical talk over food I've ever had. It's like the only time you can talk about like, I don't know, like people barfing yeah. while you're eating. Okay, and we're like chill about it. We're like, no big deal. <laughs> I totally
0: that. But I, I felt kind of dumb though the other day in the ER. Um, I was in there and like again, I might see you. So like, I like hearing ER stories because I'm like, this yeah. I love hearing them. It was crazy down there. It was crazy down there. Yeah. I asked this doctor, I was like, so tell me the craziest thing you've ever seen. And he was like, <laughs> oh my god, dude, you too. And I was like. I'm sorry, I like the stories. It's interesting. He's like, honestly, they all mesh together at this point. It's all crazy. And I was like, all right, I shouldn't have asked. Like, yeah. But I felt so stupid. They're like, really, you're going to ask that? I know. Like, I, I, I got to know.
1: I, I feel like they what they don't think is crazy, we do. We're,
0: yeah. Right. That's why. Just like, like the You new get God. some weird stuff down here. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I know. Like, just tell
1: me, dude. I uh, know. I always want to know, too. Uh, my husband is one of those where he like doesn't, well, he doesn't talk about like his hard days. Yeah. Like in EMS, like he left those behind him. Like he would walk away and leave him there. And I'd always want to be like, but I want to know what you
0: did. So what did you do today? Way, but to give me the details. <laughs> like, can we talk about
1: it? Yeah. And then he would like give me like bare bones. And I'm like, I want more. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I need the details.
1: Because I come home and I'm like, can we debrief?
0: Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I, like, I need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. that's the same way I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, does your husband talk about it?
0: Not like I talk about it. Yeah, me but too. but yes, he does vent. He definitely vents. Um speaking of my husband, I just saw his truck, so I got, Oh nice. He's right there. Hey. He's gonna come in soon. Oh. Um, yeah, so he talks about it, but probably not as long as I'm a talker though. Yeah, same. I'll talk your ear off.
1: Me too. I'm that's, like, well, what's why we fit in the social media so well?
0: You we made a like, job out of it. Like I'm FaceTiming her. <laughs> like I just love this. Like yeah. I'm a talker. So if I'm gonna give you a story, it's gonna have every down to like what color Ooh. their eyes were. Like yeah. we're gonna know. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Lead Health an agency that I actually work with. I've worked with them for over four years now. And honestly, I keep coming back for more because they're consistently competitive in the market. And not only that, but they don't annoy the shit out of me. I know that sounds mean, but if you've ever worked with a travel nurse agency, you know just how annoying it can be with everyone calling you, texting you, emailing you, and Lead does not do that. They let me breathe, and they're there when I need help. If you want to learn more, use my referral link in the description and let them know Lindsay or Scrub Hacks sent you. Okay, we had a little short break might have switched the cameras around a little bit um but i was going to ask you you've been out of work for a little bit yeah you want to tell us a little about it yeah almost a year now which is crazy it's crazy
1: yeah um last january it's like a chronic problem that just became worse with obviously being a nurse is an incredibly physical job especially in the icu there's a lot of like awkward moving screwing pumps and like awkward positioning especially with children um and so i find myself like hunched over beds and like so i started to notice that i had really severe pain like from my neck all the way to my shoulder and i thought like okay i probably just like tweak something no big deal and i'm a nurse so we don't go to the doctor right (laughs) i was like we're the worst patients i'll be chilling i'll just figure out a way to deal with it right (laughs) and so i started like putting lidocaine patches on and like trying to like massage it out i went to the chiropractor i like tried everything and then um, it just it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then um, by February, I found out that I had fractured my rib, and so they think that that actually set off a chronic shoulder problem oh. that I didn't really entirely know that I had. I mean. I can't say that my shoulder like do your do your joints ever feel good as a nurse i don't know 10 years and <laughs> i don't feel that way um and so i'm like i feel like every part of me aches after 12 hours um and so uh but they the fractured rib which i still am not entirely sure how i did that either which is wild they have a really high pain tolerance so yeah. they thought like could have been my chiropractor it could have been a lot of things wow. um So I like worked through that because you don't do anything for a fractured rib. You just keep working. Um, But it got to the point that I gave myself severe gastritis with ibuprofen, which I did, I'm like, you know, I did the thing that I tell people not to do. Hey, we, yeah. I know. Worst patients, nurses. We really are. Um, And so I worked through it until last March, Um, but it got to the point that I couldn't lift my arm above like my shoulder height. Oh, wow. Um, I got misdiagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome, which is like a really left field diagnosis. It's like... um, like a like a trapped nerve in your shoulder, which is, it could have been that, yeah. um, but none of like my diagnostic testing pointed that way. So I wasted a bunch of time on that, mm-hmm. which was a bummer. I was doing physical therapy for thoracic outlet syndrome. My physical therapist, thank God bless his heart, was like, I don't think that that's what you have. He's like, I think you have a shoulder problem. He's like, I think you have a shoulder impingement, which is what I do have. Um, I have like a fat bone spur, which I always thought was a floating piece of bone. It's actually like a tooth, like a hook that's at the edge of your shoulder and if you piss off that area if you do something that like aggravates it aka like a fractured rib or something that like might have like totally tweaked and inflamed the area Mm -hmm. it doesn't want to go down the inflammation doesn't want to go down because the more you use it the more it's just literally catching it yeah um and so that just got worse and worse um and so i finally went back in and saw a shoulder specialist which this is the craziest part of the whole thing being a patient makes no nurse feel comfortable but like it's been really eye-opening you have to wait like two months to see an orthopedist it's forever it's so and so i was out of work in march like by the time march came around i couldn't i literally couldn't lift my arm above my shoulder height and i also stopped feeling i like was losing feeling in my hand and i'm like i can't do my job if i can't feel my hand so like i i don't know what else to do right i thought it was going to be like maybe a month at that point you know right never thought it was gonna be like this Um, and so I waited, uh, forever to see a PA at an orthopedist office who was like, you totally have a shoulder impingement. Like I need to send you to the shoulder specialist. Like this is, we can totally fix this. And I was like, awesome. They tried a steroid injection that didn't do anything for me. Um, and then they sent me to the shoulder specialist who unfortunately wound up being, I've never met a physician that was more unkind or more patronizing. He like... I mean like without going into like greater detail he at the end of it patted me on the shoulder and told me I was a good girl and that we would we'll figure you out. What? And he's like I want you to see a cervical spine doctor. And I'm like I have had so many MRIs cuz like I said I have tremors. When I started having tremors, they thought I had MS. And so then I have had more MRIs of my cervical spine than I can even count. Yeah. They've been looked at by like world-renowned neurologist Right. And orthopedist radiologist. It's been looked at so many times. There's nothing wrong with my cervical spine. It's totally fine. And so he just kept saying, he's like, no, no. I just want you to see the cervical spine guy. I just want you to go see him. And I'm like, you're not making me feel comfortable at all. And that not is something listening. like, as a nurse, yes. As a nurse, that's like what grinds our gears. I'm like, as a patient, you should know what you're going into. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand. And I even told him I was a nurse. And that's, you know, the place with fire when right. you're the patient. Because you're like, it's either going to help me or hurt me. Right. Um, and it didn't help at all. He was just like, Oh, yeah, I'm like, at this point, I'm five months in. And I'm just like, I I just want to go back to my life. Like yeah. I'm so and it, being in pain for as long as I have been is like, it's it weighs on you mentally in ways that I never dreamed of. Um, I have a really high pain tolerance. And luckily, I'm a otherwise like really pleasantly dispositioned person. Yeah. So I just like strong will my way through it but it's been really, really hard. Yeah. And so by this point, I'm literally like in tears in this man's office and he just was like, you're a good girl, we'll figure you out.
0: That would that would make me irate.
1: Oh yeah, I went in the car and like, I was, I was like angry crying in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and so I found a new doctor, but by the time I found a new doctor that I loved, he was like, I don't know what your last doctor was doing, but they were like twiddling their thumbs. So like, let's get you an EMG, let's get you an arthrogram, which is all the things I needed all along. Yeah. I just didn't know it. And so by the time I got him, I was notified by my hospital that I was losing all of my benefits. So their policy is that when you've been on a leave of absence for five months, you lose all benefits, like your life
0: insurance, your everything you have is gone. This is why the healthcare system is so broken. It's yeah. not your fault that you had to wait five months to go freaking no. see these people and then have a doctor that wasn't listening or advocating for you, truly no. was just dismissing you. Yes, And then you have to do it all over again. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was literally in the middle. I was like so excited because I had just found this orthopedist I really liked and he was doing all the things I needed done. Yeah. And then I obviously lost my health insurance. Um, and then my husband is in nursing school. So it's not like I could go on his health insurance because he was on mine. Yeah. And so I had to sign up for state health insurance. And in this area, the insurance that they offer, like it's based off of your county. And so the county that I live in um, is some of the worst health insurance. Like even on the phone, they were like, yeah, you really only have one option and it's the worst health insurance you could ever have and i was like that's oh so God. sick i <laughs> love that for me. yes <laughs> well i guess i'm picking that one <laughs> and oh so God. so uh it took me five months to get myself dialed into the state healthcare system i don't even have words to describe to you how awful it has been to try it's like clawing through mud and i'm so grateful that like i speak english that i like you know i'm intelligent i'm educated like i can right. i can navigate the system probably better than some people can which and is sad for them breaks my heart absolutely i'm grateful also that like it's a it's an orthopedic problem am i in pain yes is that frustrating yes but like i don't have cancer what if i had cancer like it would have taken me 5 months to get access to a primary care provider yeah. like you have to wait through everything like as I became a patient. Worse. Yes. I became a patient. They're like, okay, you have to wait another month because like you signed up after the first. So now you have to wait another month. We can't see you until the next month. And so then this is going to be your favorite part, right? Because as yeah. a nurse, I was like, oh, this is how it happens. I said, well, what do I do? Like if I need something in the meantime, you go to the emergency room. Oh my God. That's where they come from. hmm And I was like, for what and they're like for like medication if you need anything i'm like i can't go to like an urgent care they're like no you essentially don't have health insurance right now you're on medi-cal
0: oh my god you're basically in
1: limbo it's the scariest place i've ever lived in medically <laughs> so i was just Dude. like if you have blood pressure meds if you like any of those things i would have had to take my butt into an er for something that i don't need to be in an er for
0: this makes so much more sense too. yes doesn't it it's unfortunate that's happening to you but it's so eye eye opening massively that's because, why i'm
1: so open about sharing about it yeah
0: because it, it this should help a lot of nurses that listen, specifically ER nurses that listen, because they can't help it. No. Literally.
1: And they're not medically educated in the way that I am. Right. And so they're just doing what they're told. Yeah. And that breaks my heart because they think they're doing the right thing. Right. And then a lot of the time they wind up in ERs where they're made to feel bad for being there. Yeah. But and they were told to
0: go. Hours, hours waiting because there's nothing else they can do or get that medication or whatever they need. Yep. Dude, it's I'm been sorry a you're going through
1: that I mean, thank you. Me too. Because
0: that sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm so ready to like have a life back. Yeah. I'm grateful that like the time away from work, like. Anytime I tried to, like, escalate my physical therapy or, like, try to lift anything more than, like, five pounds or anything like that, like, the pain would get exponentially worse. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful, though, that, like, the pain that I had in the very beginning that was excruciating. I mean, I just thought, like, I can't live like this. Like, there's no way. And I couldn't take ibuprofen anymore. I couldn't do anything anymore. And I thought, like, what am I supposed to do? And uh, luckily, like, that has subsided because I've been like, I take it so easy on my shoulder. I have to ask for help for a lot of things for my husband, which like I'm not somebody who likes to ask for help. (laughs) So I had to learn how to do that. (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, That's a nurse thing too.
1: (laughs) Sure is, yeah. (laughs) He's like, why didn't you just ask me? I'm like, because I just wanted to do it myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) an independent woman. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't need no man. I mean, I want a man, but I don't need a man, you know? (laughs) So I'm just like, it's been frustrating, but um, I'm like fully dialed back in now, but it's been painstaking. So the craziest part of the whole thing is that my job, protects my job up to a year for FMLA purposes. Mm-hmm. So like my job is protected for a year, but my health insurance is not. Isn't that insane? It
0: is insane. What if I
1: got in a car accident and I was in the ICU? Like, then what would I do? Yeah. Pro- I think about this a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, now now because now you have first-hand experience too. And and again, like, did you know any of that before? No. That I for sure didn't either.
1: Nope. I would have also had zero idea how the state health care system works. Right. I mean, literally, I was like at the ground zero. I'm like on the phone with like a social worker, and I'm like, okay, this is normally where I direct patients, but that's the last line of contact that I have. Mm-hmm. Is like, let me let me connect you with a social worker, and then they'll help you. Yeah, and that's why I often like, especially because I work with families in the Pick You. Like, I often try to listen in on those conversations that social workers have with the families yeah. because I want to understand like what they have to fight through. Because many of them are on state help because they're full time caregivers because their kids are mm-hmm. chronically ill. So for me, it's been even more eye-opening from that perspective, wow, you know, because yeah, I just feel yeah. like now I understand, like, why they're, like, they're always on the phone with somebody from some mm-hmm. insurance trying to get some medication covered, trying to to do something. And I just always think, like, I'm so, like, I it, I hurt, like, a little bit more for it now or, like, yeah. feel more for it. Um, So compassionately, like, I guess my nurse heart's grateful for that experience, like, that I understand them more now. But yeah. as a human, I'm, like, really tired.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So. I feel like... Honestly, that's exactly why I wanted a podcast, mm-hmm. is for the stuff that, like, we don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. And also, there's stuff that the general public just doesn't understand about us. Yes. And it's its sad that there's not health literacy amongst, really, all of us. Mm-hmm. We have literacy because of nursing school. But when it comes to, like, insurance and things that the patient's dealing with, we don't really get that insight. Nothing.
1: No. And that's why, like, this has been, I mean, I never dreamed that I would be on this side. Yeah. But, it's like. It's not
0: fun for you by any means. No,
1: no, no. But, like, but, like I said, my nurse heart is, like, kind of grateful to, to understand. Yeah. Because now I understand, like I said, like, why our sweet parents in the room are always on the phone with the insurance company. Yeah. Because you have to be. You have to advocate so hard. I spend more time trying to logistically figure out how I'm going to get access to the next thing that I need than I do actually physically in a doctor's office or in physical therapy. Like I just, so, cause I got new insurance, right. Yeah. Um, and so when I lost my health insurance, I lost my physical therapist, my orthopedist. I lost like the only thing I could salvage was the arthrogram, which is like an MRI with contrast. It was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Um, they stick a giant spinal tap needle in your shoulder and then put contrast in it. Yeah. It's miserable.
0: Oh my I, God. I didn't know that.
1: It was not a good time. Um, but that's how they found out that I have a frozen shoulder on top of all of it. Um, and then I just found out last week I have carpal tunnel, um, which it turns out if you have nasty enough carpal tunnel, it actually communicates up to your shoulder and causes worse shoulder pain. So like all of it is making sense to me now, all surgically fixable, God bless. Um, and they can go in there and fix the impingement and all that. But they're going to. Yeah. Um, but once I got all those testing done, they're like, okay, let's get you dialed back into physical therapy too. And I was like, cool, great. So it's like January, right? And I'm calling, I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to set up for physical therapy. And they're like, okay, the first available appointment that we have is March 6th. (laughs) Fucking nuts! And I said, "Okay, I'll take it because there's nothing else you can (laughs) do. Nothing. Nope. I'm like, okay, cool. Because this is also the only place that takes my health insurance. Although I would like to say one really upside of it all is that my primary care provider that I have." In my local, like it's it's like a community health clinic. It's the only place that accepts my insurance that is accepting new patients. She is the most thorough primary care provider I have ever had.
0: Wow, homegirl dots every eye and crosses every T. I mean that's good.
1: Like she like she ordered lab work for like my yearly physical. Yeah, and I go to the phlebotomist like to the lab and she like opens it up and I like see the list that she orders and she goes, Wow, your doctor's very thorough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, confirmed. she's
1: yes. thorough. I was like, well, if, a ph- if a phlebotomist thinks so, then yeah. <laughs> she must really be thorough. Um, but she's an awesome. Like, she like really has like navigated everything with me, which has been really really cool. Yeah, including like disability paperwork. Like trying to get wow. that filled out, also yeah. a nightmare. Like just things that you and I probably would have never thought about, like as a as a nurse, right? You know? Right. Um, so I'm almost at the end of my journey. Thank God. I'm like now waiting to meet my orthopedist in March. Oh I do have to wait that long um, to get a surgery date. Hooray!
0: <laughs> so you're gonna hit a year. Mm-hmm before i mean yeah that's crazy dude
1: i'm kind of just taking the days as they come at this point because there's nothing i can do i've had to like really yep
0: jesus take the wheel or something
1: you know because i like there's nothing and i'm like a big controlling person that's why i feel like every icu nurse is like control freaks a little bit so i've really had to learn how to let that part of me go this year um which has come at like my own personal struggle a lot of the time too but i'm grateful i have like a really incredible husband who's been like really, really supportive and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. It unfortunately couldn't have come at a worse time than when he's not working either. But like, you know what? It's all going to come together in the end. You know, like this is my year. I just keep telling myself that I'm getting a (laughs) shoulder surgery. My husband's going to graduate nursing school. We're going to be like new humans by the end of this year. (laughs) you really I'm kind of stoked actually.
0: No. Yeah. So so it's getting me
1: through. Yeah. I've never been more excited to be sliced and diced in my life. (laughs) I can't wait. I bet. Oh man. Sign me up tomorrow. Like I'm ready to roll.
0: It, so. also, it also shows like you you found a primary care person that is advocating for you. So yes. there are good and bad.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think that maybe even more so like the primary care providers, Yeah, they have to catch everything that would fall through the cracks. Yeah. And so I actually, when I was talking to her, you know, she's like, actually, I have found that working in community health has been like, a group of physicians that she feels, like, even more proud to be a part of
0: oh, than, yeah. like,
1: major institutions.
0: Because she gets to do this stuff that's, that is yeah. that is falling through the cracks, like you just said.
1: And she's like, I'm really helping people, yeah. you know? And that's yeah. so satisfying, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And like things that probably seem simple, but like people who have waited for months just to get insurance, just to get in the door
0: to for be an assessment, seen. Es- essentially. Yeah, like we don't even know what's next, just just to see me. Yeah,
1: and that's like crazy. she's the first face that they see after months of like digging Aww. through mud, and like and that's so good. cool. And she's great, yeah. yeah. And so I always tell her, like I always make sure to tell her like how great she is, because I'm oh like, my God. that's I mean you're never thanked really ever in healthcare. And so yeah. especially I feel like from one healthcare to a worker to another, it like means so much more. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, thank you for, for advocating, you know? Cause like, Absolutely. she's the first person really other than myself who has had to advocate for me this entire year.
0: That's like, I'm not just saying it to be cliche. That's my favorite part of nursing mm-hmm. is when something is not going right, right. And you're like, no, yeah, <laughs> you have to do something. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do your job. And it's hard and it's annoying and we're all tired and we all have too many patients and all the things, but you got to do it. Yep. This person matters. Like that, that drives me fucking nuts when people get overlooked. I'm just like. So, I'm it like, does not I'm, happen in my room. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> not not I'm like, this is yeah. bullshit. Especially
1: in, especially in the you cuz like kids can't talk. They can't communicate for themselves, you yeah. know? And if they can, they can't do it well enough that they can ask for what they really need. So, yeah. I do a lot of like figuring it out myself and then advocating. But again, that's like my favorite part cuz like how cool is that? Like you are really like you make a real difference. Yeah. yeah. That's cool.
0: Um I'm not gonna lie, I've been going through it, going back on burnout just a little bit. I've been going through yeah. a little bit of it, mostly because I'm, I'm not a fan of float pool, I've realized. You know, I'm checking Ooh, it yeah. off my list. I'm not a fan. Um, but I was recently in a teleunit, unit like a stroke tele-unit, mm-hmm. and I had a patient that um, had a TBI at some point in his life. He's um, dependent on people yeah. completely. Um, I was told he's nonverbal and alert and oriented times zero. So nothing, yeah. disoriented. And I go see him and I'm talking to him, and he does make noises, mm-hmm. kind of words. And the more I talk to him, I'm like, hi, you know, my name's Lindsay. You know, he is saying hello, and he is saying, my name is what his name was. And I was like, no one's listening to him. Yeah. That's what it is. He's mm-hmm. not nonverbal. It's hard to understand. Yes. Yeah. He's literally telling me he's here at the hospital, and he's at least alert and oriented times too, but no one's giving the time of day. Because yep. again, I get it. We're all busy. There's, there's an excuse there's a explanation for all of it, but there's no excuse. And that's what really gets on my nerves. I'm like, so this person could have been overlooked for so many things because everyone thinks he's nonverbal. Therefore, maybe they think he's not mentally there as well. And he clearly is. Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. Mm -hmm. Come on. Like, it can't just, we all have to do it. Yep. Because it just makes healthcare It matters. It does matter.
1: And like having somebody on my care team who has advocated for me has changed things for me, you know? And like knowing that, just again like solidifies for me even more that like as a nurse that part of our job is the most important part Yeah, you know
0: it is like nothing else
1: matters if if they don't if you're not standing up for like what they really deserve yeah yeah nothing else matters absolutely
0: My husband and I began traveling four years ago, and we quickly noticed that something was missing from the market. A way to anonymously review agencies and hospitals. Yes, there are plenty of Facebook groups, but your name is directly attached to that, and we've seen firsthand that you can actually get blacklisted from a job or hospital that way. We decided to create the app Scrubster, Scrub, S-T-R, a way to anonymously review the good, bad, and the ugly without any backlash. Download Scrubster today and start reviewing to further the transparency within healthcare. Well, I'm going to move on to a new mm-hmm. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one I'm actually very passionate about as well. And I saw you talk about it and I was like, you know what? If she wants to – I mean, I would never pressure anyone, but we were talking about this pre- previously yeah. and you're excited to talk about it. But like addiction mm-hmm. runs in your family and mine too. Largely, yes. And I always like talking to people about it because – i talk a lot about nursing but i also want to know more about your life too because at the end of the day we're all people mm-hmm. and we have b- beyond being a nurse we have other things going on in our life and it's really um inspiring to see you like online because i had no clue until literally maybe just a week ago i was like i came across one of your videos and i was like dang look at her online killing it oh thank you she's also a nurse she's also going through her own health care issues and then but she's dealing with some deep stuff
1: yeah um you know what? I? The one thing that I know about addiction that I've learned, and which is why I, I share so openly about it, is that you don't have to go very far to find somebody else that yeah. has struggled with it or whose family has struggled with it. And addiction is genuinely a family disease. Yep. Like, I mean, it has shaped my entire life. Um, when I was seven, my dad jumped over a fence um, and wound up having... Uh, he shattered his knee, essentially, mm-hmm. in like 11 pieces or something crazy like that. Um, the way that they did the first surgery wasn't when when we went back they were like well we can't say that it was the wrong way to do it but it wasn't the best way to do it and so he wound up having about eight more surgeries through the course of the next eight years he had uh, bone infections skin infections he was in the hospital more than he was out of it uh that's actually where i learned that i wanted to be a nurse oh. i think a lot of us like you yep. know build nursing out of trauma yeah um but he wound up becoming a victim of the oxycontin epidemic Um, actually it was, there's a lot of really cool shows that are coming out now, like dope sick, um, to a T accurate of my family's experience. Um, my dad was a computer engineer, um, really successful in the Bay area in California. Um, and he obviously like when he had, when he got hurt, he stopped being able to work. And so when he started taking Oxycontin, it was like magical. He became a fully functional father again overnight. Um, but of course, uh, just like literally the, the programs that are coming out are so good. That's why, like, if they make you angry and they fire you up, like, cause it's still happening. Like Oxycontin is still a real thing. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. it's still happening exactly day.
1: the way right that they're now. playing it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm so glad that they're making more people aware of it because we thought it was so great. Um, but then they started prescribing more and more and more and more. And then he became addicted mentally, physically, like he, he was dependent on it and, um, he wound up on being on enough that the doctor um at one point said like he's on enough to tranquilize an actual elephant
0: wow um
1: and he was on four thousand dollars a month of oxycontin wow and so that was like from the age of seven to when i was 15. Mm -hmm. um so for the most part like i didn't have like he was the man that i knew as my father was like gone after Mm -hmm. that point um and so he kind of like slowly faded away over time um and my mom at one point had to get my brother and i out um her along the way starting to take opiates herself and starting to experience her own form of addiction um to cope um I mean it's a lot for somebody having to take care of it's just my brother and I but like you know she became a single mom uh,
0: yeah
1: um so she moved us out of his house and then actually he died when I was 15 of um massive withdrawal not overdose as most people I think would assume. He had health insurance that was paying for it at a certain point, and then he switched health insurances. And I remember him calling my mom and being like, "Pat, they're gonna like cover all of it. Like they're gonna cover my my oxycontin." And she's like, "No, they're not. Like there's no way they're gonna keep paying four thousand dollars a month for that. Like it's not gonna happen." Yeah. And so they did for the first month, and then they just dropped it.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um, honestly, a lot of like what happened to my dad was like medical irresponsibility, to yeah. be honest um it's a lot of like what we're learning from you know in later years of medicine yes um and so he uh he basically he like ran out of oxycontin so he died of massive withdrawal Withdrawal.
0: yeah oh my god i'm sorry yeah me too actually
1: um i you know if i could take it all back i would want to i guess but you know i don't know i guess it's also like what built me as a person um, My mom started to struggle with her own addictions along the way, and then my brother followed suit. So I'm actually the only person in my immediate family that's not an addict. Wow. Um, And so that's like really shaped my whole life. Um, I don't know a world where like I'm not worried about one of them. Um, Obviously, like I miss my dad tremendously. I wish that that had been the end of my family's experience with addiction, but Absolutely. it's like really gone forward since then. My mom went to rehab a couple years ago um, after like many, many, many years on Suboxone, which is something I actually hate. Suboxone is something that they use to get people off of opiates safely, but it's actually just a gateway drug. Yeah. Um, it's addict- something, addict- they make money that, off of correct? it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they make money on it. Um, like when my mom came it's off so of hers, her doctor literally called her the month after she left rehab, same thing happened with my brother, because my brother's in in rehab right now. Um, and they literally called her and were like, hey, so are you going to come get your prescription of Suboxone? Like they will, they, they hound you for it because they make money off of it. And it crushes me because I'm like, you're literally destroying families. Like, I mean, because it's not healthy. My mom was on Suboxone for 13 years.
0: She's addicted. I mean, you can get addicted to that.
1: Yes, you can abuse it. Yeah. Um. And so when she came off of it um, physically, it was like crushing to watch her go through that because it was like, I mean, e- what you think is even the smallest amount of Suboxone like coming off of that was like, she couldn't walk up the stairs. Oh. And so she got through that. And then... My brother like hit the peak of his addiction um, and he, I really like stopped having a relationship with him a couple of years ago and I've been very open with that online because my dad, people who are addicts become very angry because yeah. they don't understand, they don't see what we see and they don't understand like why you can't accept them the way that they are. And so my, you know, my dad was really angry with me because I didn't accept him the way that he was, but he didn't understand like, I still love you. Right. Um, you but love that. I don't love what you do. Yeah. Like, I don't love who you are when you're on drugs, you Absolutely. know, like, because you're not the same person, but they don't see that. They don't, yeah. So my dad, like, I didn't walk away. I, like, I let him yell at me on the phone for hours on end. Um, but my brother, I chose to walk away. And that was really, really hard because I thought, you know, when you walk away from an addict, you walk away knowing that there's a really good chance that that might be the last time you ever talk to them. Yeah. And, um, but I did that because I needed to save myself this time around. And so that's why I talk about it. Because, you know, like, it's so important if I hadn't done that, Actually, that was one of the biggest decisions that influenced him going into rehab was his loss of his relationship with mm-hmm. me. You made me cry. <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> um, he used to be my best friend. Because um, obviously, like we went through all the same. Like we lost our dad together. You know, we watched my mom suffer together. Yeah. And so he's six months over now. Congrats to him. Thank Congrats th- to you yeah. too. And he we did our like meeting of amends, which was wild. That's
0: like re- I. That's that's the video I saw. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I'm really excited for your family, too, because that that shit's hard.
1: It sucks. I mean, the fact that you feel the way that you do listening to me talk about it, that's how I feel when I listen to other people talk about it who've experienced it. Because it's, like, pain I wouldn't wish on anybody. It hurts, you know, to watch somebody you love. Like, it's grief, but you watch them die slowly in front of you. It's awful.
0: And you watch them turn into someone they that they're not. And you're correct. Like they, they think nothing's changed, but that's the addiction talking. Yeah. They've fully changed. They're not who you know. Yeah. And it's hard. I would, I would say mine's a little different mostly because I didn't grow up with my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, he was an addict when I was born. My mom got me away from him and he was sober for some time that eventually I met him, but he was on and off drugs. So, but I didn't get to witness it the same way, which I feel like, um, it kind of structured it. Structured. So stay with me while I say this because it's going to sound yeah. like I'm a bad person at first. Nope. but I hated addicts. There's
1: no bad way to I've, navigate it,
0: right? Yeah. I, I, as as a teenager, I was like, hey, I hated addicts because of my dad. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you take all this away from me? Drop in and out of my life for your drug. You know, right. I, I didn't understand. I was a child. Yeah. But becoming a nurse, I have so much more compassion. Um, sorry, it makes me very emotional. No, that's okay. Um, but I do, I have so much more compassion for them because it's not them. No. It's the addiction. Um, I didn't think I was going to cry. No, it's okay.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like, I should cry more than I do.
0: No, <laughs> um,
1: no, no. No, I don't know. No, only because, like, like, I feel it, you know.
0: Yeah. It's um. It's really cool that you walked away, though, because I, I had to walk away, too, in my own way. Yeah. Um, eventually, my my husband, has, I've been with my husband for 11 years. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even met my dad because the year we met was the year I was like, no more of this bullshit. Yeah. I cannot deal with this shit anymore. Good for you. I was getting calls at 3 a.m. just mumbling, grumbling. I don't even know what you're saying. I'm like, yep. what is going on? Eventually, he started asking me for some of my modeling pictures, specific bikini pictures, and it, it inappropriate. I was like, That wasn't who you were. No. What the hell is this? You know? So I had to walk away too. Mm -hmm. And I've never looked back, even though apparently sober now, which is great. I'm excited for that person and anyone that's around him. Because that's, you got to be sober at some point or else you're going to lose everybody. Yeah. Even yourself. Um, But becoming a nurse and dealing with it. Opened my eyes so much, and I have so much compassion for addicts now. Yeah. And when I and in the ICU, a lot of my patient population are addicts, withdrawals from alcohol or drugs. And so it's like, wow, okay, they're going through, like what you said, the the medications they're giving. A lot of times they get addicted to those, and then it's just a whole nother cycle. Yep. And it's like, how are we supposed to help these people? Health insurance doesn't pay for rehab most of the time. They're having to pay out of pocket. They don't have money. Yep. And a lot of the time it started because of an injury and them going to get help. And it's like so not their fault. Nope. It's I mean so frustrating.
1: It's so sad to watch people become like victims of the system. You yeah, know? Yeah. And there's so much money behind narcotics. Um and that's why like Oxycontin was like so scary because the amount of money that was behind it was ruining these people's lives. Yeah. You know, like I almost like it's really hard for me to watch those shows like in the first like 10 seconds i'm already like crying because it like it's so awful to me to know like how many other people are affected by this yeah you know i hate that anybody knows how much this hurts Mm -hmm. because it sucks you know yeah the one thing that my brother has taught me in his sobriety is that like you know he i thought he would be angry with me for walking away and that like i left him but he's actually been the opposite you know he's like i i'm glad that you did that Aww. because a it pushed me to to go in and be like i i i'm so excited for you that you like continued to build your life yeah. and i'm sorry that like i hurt you Aww. and i am like it was it was like an out-of-body experience hearing him talk to me because these are like all the things that i really needed to hear from him because you know like it there's nothing worse than having somebody you love become somebody that you like, I don't want to say hate, but like somebody that you are so uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my dad often like when people become addicts, they adopt to other like negative behaviors. My yep. dad became a hoarder. Mm-hmm. So like my childhood home was like covered in like maggots. Um, oh we were God. like not allowed to go over to his house at a certain point. There was nowhere to sit. Like, I don't talk about that very often, but like I'm trying to because I think that's something that people can feel shame over. Mm. You know, it's really easy to feel embarrassed that like that's your parent, you yeah, know? Yeah. But again, like my dad, like, God, when he was, when I was little, God, he was like the coolest guy, you know? Like he was so sweet and like that man loved me endlessly and I know that no matter how many times he was upset with me, no matter how many times he like yelled at me because he didn't understand like why I didn't wanna come hang out with him. Yeah, Like he loved me, you know? Right. And so I've like, I remember that at the bottom of those people is a person that does wanna get better. Mm -hmm. They just don't know how. Mm. And chemically, like as a nurse, like I remember when I like went through nursing school And I got to like learn about opiates and like what they do to the brain. I remember thinking like, oh my God, like it makes sense. Like like this wasn't even his fault. You know, like literally physically his body reprogrammed itself to need it. Yeah. And then we didn't when he didn't have it anymore, of course he became a miserable human being. Like who wouldn't, you know? Right. And so I gained a lot of compassion. Like when I became a nurse. Yeah. Pieces of me that were really angry with him, like, healed a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing. But my brother is in like the coolest program ever like i i'm gonna scream to the rooftops city team in oakland if you ever hear this god bless you guys because cool. honestly like he my brother didn't have health insurance and state health insurance really only um directs you to like outpatient yeah. rehab especially if you're on suboxone yeah and you and i both know that suboxone is actually not a treatment not really it's yeah. just a, it's a it's a band-aid it's a
0: it, that was just about to say that. It's yeah
1: Band-Aid. um and so my brother if you're on Suboxone, they just put you in outpatient rehab. That's all they do. Um, and so most inpatient rehab places actually won't take you. They won't take you on, despite mm-hmm. the fact that your physical symptoms will worsen. Like when you come off of Suboxone, it's it's not as awful as if you come directly off of opiates, but it's it's pretty awful. Yeah. It's, it's a bad experience. And so you need to be in somewhere where you're supported and where you have like counseling and stuff. And so he... he god bless i don't like thanks dad um i think he got into this program where it's a residential program so he lives there um he's he's lived there for the last six months um and they have like 24 7 counseling 24 7 like uh meetings like they have mm. like na meetings yeah. AA meetings um they uh work in the community they do volunteer work like it's a fully like I don't know what's the right word for like it's a fully like functioning unit. Like
0: the 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 resources are all there.
1: Yeah. And it's incredible. Like he wouldn't have been as successful as he has been without that place. And I'm like, so more places like that should exist. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely.
1: And you'd never think that somebody because my brother was like a genuine addict. Like, I mean, he his drug of choice often was Xanax. Um, and but he was on Suboxone. So Mm. they just were like, well, he's in therapy, he's technically in rehab yeah but like not if you can abuse suboxone even you know right. so the system is the you know the entire rehab system is incredibly broken but like absolutely there are like good places i mean i don't know how we make more <laughs> it's yeah. run by the salvation army so like i don't know how that came to be but like it's it's been really good for him um well so. like,
0: like you just said like oh he's on suboxone he's in therapy mm-hmm. No, a lot of these people need link counseling yes need need further why did they even start? Because mm-hmm. that's typically what we got to fix is yeah. talking about their traumas. You know, everyone, pain is relative. I say that all the time. Uh, somehow I chose not to do drugs mm-hmm. um, and get into that lifestyle. And like we said, like, it's it's definitely a family thing. It can be passed down. It, that's probably why I didn't. I was so terrified to end up like my dad. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but then, you know, then we have other family members. I have a brother too that's now in rehab. And it's like, what is... You know, I I don't know why I'm the one that didn't choose that because it definitely could have been me. Me too. You know.
1: I mean, I think you either run as far away as you can from it, yeah, or you run
0: into directly it. into it. Yeah,
1: and you know, my brother, in his sobriety, in your in the meeting of amends, you basically write a letter to the people. You know, and it's not like, the, like, I didn't have to forgive him. That's not a part of it. It's just him, like, cleaning That's his nice. side of the street. Yeah, actually. It is. It took a lot of pressure off of me when yeah. he said that. Because I was like, okay, cool. Because like, I'm not quite sure if I can forgive you for some things just yet. Yeah. But, like, I've gotten to see that counseling and that, like, support that he's gotten yeah. come to life. Like, where he's, he literally can see what he what like how he was and the way that he was and how that wasn't okay and why I was mad at him. Like and why he wasn't upset with me because I really thought that like he was gonna hate me for like walking away and he at the end of the day was like, No, like I get it. And that's because he has all this like counseling and support and stuff underneath him now. Yeah. Cause they can't get like their addiction all is rooted back somewhere. Yeah. It comes from, you know, my brother, he blames himself because he's the reason we were at the park when my dad broke his knee.
0: Oh. oh, I
1: know and I didn't know that until oh. you know and that's like something that he's he's actually very comfortable sharing like his story um but they like write these full letters and like it's it's the coolest thing I've ever seen you to get watch to
0: see him everything about them. yes yeah.
1: like it's like he like all of it made sense mm-hmm. you know and not only does it make sense to me but it makes sense to him mm-hmm. and that's been the coolest part of watching him heal is like seeing that work come to life I just wish that more people had access to it or more people wanted it you yeah. know yeah they have to want it and that's where like you know my brother he's like i i'm so proud of you for choosing to not live your life this way you yeah. know because he's like you honestly like you could have waltzed right into it yeah um but i guess i just like i've always had such a safe distance with it like i drink alcohol Yeah. obviously that's no secret actually it's unfortunate because i do get like some mean comments sometimes because like i make weird cocktails on the internet <laughs> What people don't know is that I typically only take one sip of that drink and then I dump the rest of it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It feels wasteful a little bit, but like I don't drink every night of the week. Yeah. But that's the content that people really like to see. And I do like to put that out for people because it's fun and I have yes. a good time laughing with it and making, no, yeah. that's what she said, jokes. But yeah. I do get some really unfortunate <laughs> comments sometimes of people being like, isn't it awful that you talk about, you know, addiction in your family and rehab, but then you drink on the internet? And no. I always remind people there's a very big difference between having a drink and having a drink run your life. Yep. That's very different. Yep. And so I always, like, there's so much education that needs to be done in the world of, like, addiction in the public. And I'm reminded by that often by the people of the internet. Yeah. i like.
0: You're like, this is where the stigma comes from. Yeah. Um, and also treating them like, like, like it is the same. Because, yeah, you can go, it, it's all in moderation for one thing. Mm-hmm. And for two, like you said, if it's not running your life then it's not an addiction.
1: And like for you, you probably have such an awareness of it. You know, like oh, yeah. I'm so aware when anything becomes too much in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, because you can be addicted to anything. You can oh, be yeah. addicted to exercise. Like, that might be a good thing. Right but you can be addicted to it.
0: Absolutely. And
1: addiction is genetic. Like, you know, there is a piece of like mine and your brain because it runs in our family yep. that like we're more likely to become addicts than other people. Right. So I have maybe even more awareness than most people as I'm sure you probably Absolutely. do. Absolutely, I watch my line very closely I and am... it, because maybe because I'm just like so afraid of it.
0: Oh, same, same. Uh, watching someone who once looked like, for instance, my, my dad, uh, meth was his oh, choice mm-hmm. I, in the end. You know, I don't know what started it to be honest, sure. but meth was his choice and watching his face change every yeah. every uh what's it called when you go to, to jail yeah the, the mugshot. mug shot yeah just adapt over time scared yeah. me enough to say nope <laughs> my friends i've been around friends at parties that were doing hard drugs and i was like you guys dumb decision in my opinion but you do you i absolutely cannot do that it scares the shit out of me, me too. like even, even drinking to a point i'm like no 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 because alcoholism also runs in my family i'm like mm-hmm. There's some, I think awareness is the biggest piece there.
1: And also I've learned that like, I don't ever like drink alcohol if I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Like, it's not your vice. Nope. Like, it's not where I go to find healing or to find peace. And I think that, and that for my, what I, I think that's what I was trying to say earlier from my brother. He said, you know, he's like, I, you ran to other things. Like you had Kyle, my husband, like you had, passions in your life that you were excited about, like you ran to those things to find your peace and to find your comfort. And I ran to the drugs. And he's like, and I wish I hadn't done that. Oh, yeah. And it's like that's such an introspective thing though. But you know, it it it's true, you know? And so I think that I wish that counseling was like a bit more especially for like us healthcare professionals and like going back to burnout and all of that. I desperately wish that we had better access to counseling. You've and- been to
0: therapy, haven't you? No. No. It's almost like <laughs> I can usually tell by how people talk. You talk like you've been to therapy. Oh. You're I are mean, very aware
1: Oh, thank you. Maybe I think in my own I maybe I've taken myself to therapy enough time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but i i really only got like I, I went to i went to like church therapy three sessions after yeah. my dad died and that was it and that was really just like process the fact that my dad was gone yeah um but other than that like i've really like navigated it all myself but
0: that's impressive because <laughs> for you. real there's like a there's like a, a tone when people talk about like, oh they've been to therapy i can tell because but it's like you have almost i think that's really cool that like the way you've navigated through life and then became a nurse i don't know why we all have trauma
1: it directs us. But you know what? It's why we all get each other so well. It is. Isn't that what's so cool? Like, I I identify with people who are nurses more than any other population on the planet. Yeah. And it's not really just the nursing that
0: brings us together. It's We're just the same kind of people. And people get on, like, if there's any hate comments in my DMs, there's all, all the kind. Oh, all yeah. Ki- all kinds. We always get them. One of them is, oh, quit using the word trauma dumping. And I'm like, I, I know the real phrase trauma dumping is not, is not, I mean, not trauma dumping, trauma bonding. Oh. The real phrase trauma bonding is not healthy, but we use it because we all literally can connect on some form of trauma.
1: I don't know any, any other way to identify that. I don't either. I, I thought feel that, like that's actually what that is.
0: I think it is, but also <laughs> like we, we don't sit and dwell in it. We just find peace in it and then we move on with our lives it's like a mutual
1: understanding we're like i understand that you got here because you went through some shit and i did too yeah and because i i just like identify with people like growing up i always tell people that's why like that was one of the reasons i fell in love with my husband was because like he'd been through the mud you know what i mean and i was like oh i get that like that to me like it makes you just a different person. That's why, like, I could look back and say, I wish all these things didn't happen to me. That'd be really easy, you know, but I wouldn't be who I am. And I'm, like, proud of the way that I came out of it, you know, and I'm sure you are, too, because honestly, like, looking at, like, you and your social media, I would never know that, like, you had any struggle in your background. You talk about it openly, which is really beautiful, and I think that that's so cool. I think that, like, we need more of that, you know, because then people don't feel shame over it, but, like, Nurses are the ones who, like, we're so open about it. Normally, yeah. We're like, listen, I'm broken, you're broken, but yeah. we're going to fix it together. Let's fix it together. Yeah. Like, Let's talk about it,
0: dish it out, and fix it together. It's
1: the best. And usually we have a really good laugh over it, too. And that's my favorite part.
0: I mean, dark humor is my favorite. I love it's dark not humor. A cup of tea, I'll, I'll be honest time. with you. Is
1: there better humor than dark humor? It's my favorite. And so I was dying over your, um, this is unfortunate, but this it's kind of funny, actually. Um, Lindsay and I both posted, uh, there was like a trend going around, like, you want to meet my dad. <laughs> <laughs> i watched yours and i was like oh i love how dark you went with it love it because same because I- yours is
0: dead <laughs> mine's practically dead yeah. and that's how i felt i was yeah. like dead and dead beat sorry you can't meet him <laughs> no, i know like, honestly hilarious when i saw that i was like dude that's that's
1: funny me too but i was like oh you get me you yes. get me. This, is, this is the right kind of humor
0: that's for me that's how i get through it i just laugh at it and I'm like
1: how cool wow. is it to like you know to make that be something that you can relate to people over like make it beautiful you that's,
0: know exactly it
1: doesn't have to be the ugliest part of you
0: and to be fair my therapist <laughs> Love her to death, she told me. If it's not hurting anyone else or hurting me, it's okay. It's a good coping mechanism. Hell yeah. So laughing about it is totally okay.
1: I always joke that I go to therapy through other people's therapists. There you go. Because other people's therapists are so smart.
0: (laughs) If you can't afford therapy, I highly suggest going on TikTok or YouTube and typing in therapists. Therapy whatever you're looking for really? therapy for addiction therapy for there's so much free content and no it's not this it's not the same but at least it's it's no a, i love that piece.
1: no that's that's like a solid thing for people to know yeah. i would have honestly genuinely never thought to do yeah
0: because it's so expensive it's so expensive and no, almost nobody has access to it <laughs> I'm, I'm about to lose my access because it just keeps going up yep. and i'm just like I, I can't continue this lifestyle yeah. i mean i want to it's it's the best piece of my life was therapy honestly but uh it, yeah it's ridiculous and i swear they do that on purpose
1: oh yeah i mean well and they also
0: like not them themselves the healthcare system yes do yes, yes.
1: yeah well and like the therapists themselves they have to make money too they exactly. gotta pay the bills they gotta put dinner on the table exactly. you know and so i don't blame them like when they have to charge more because right. insurance companies are are you know hounding they're taking all their money yep and so when they only will pay like only take your money out of pocket yeah I get it.
0: There's a reason. Yeah. And yeah, I totally get it. It's too. like,
1: I mean, it, the system is all really broken, but like, that's why talking about it is so cool because awareness like does bring some amount of change at some point, yeah. you know,
0: or at yeah. least makes people feel like a lot less alone
1: in where they are, you that's know, my
0: favorite because isolation is, is bad, yeah. Very bad. for
1: anyone. It's the worst. And I mean, that's why, honestly, like social media, that's been the most beautiful part of the whole thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting in this room with you if like we weren't right? both on the internet I know. for some random reason that we both decided to post a video one day. I know.
0: <laughs> and then we decided to follow each other. And we're like, mm, yeah, where could this life
1: take us? It's so cool. That's it's cool. It, honestly like the relationships that I made with like especially nurses online has yeah. been really, really cool you just like the universe and weirdly the algorithm as much as i hate the algorithm on a daily basis <laughs> it really do put people in your corner that like just make sense a lot of the time you it know does. or people that like you share things with you just didn't know yeah so i think like it's cool like it's i'm you make more sense now in a really beautiful way
0: yeah you do, <laughs> honestly it's yeah. nice that's very cool well wrapping up is there any last thoughts you have for people anything you want them to know about you or about nursing or about just something or message you've wanted to share let the world know um kind of put you on the spot but
1: i mean i i guess just a be an open book because you never know who wants to read it
0: yeah and
1: you never know who's gonna who's gonna gain something from from maybe some of the pieces of you that you think are the ugliest yeah and that is like what's built my whole world you know so yeah. that's that honestly is that's how i put one foot in front of the other every day
0: i love that that's beautiful <laughs> Well, where can everyone find you?
1: I am on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I also have a podcast with my husband that's called Across the Couch with Kyle and Nicole. It's really cute. Thank you. So if you want to get to know my husband, that's that's where you'll find him. It's very friends
0: themed. Yes. And I noticed right off the bat, I said, my girl. That's my right. Girl.
1: The one where they. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, we're, we love friends. Um,
1: and then I'm also on YouTube at Ann. Weirdly okay. not Ann 6 there. Taken. That's
0: okay. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Well, I'll link those in the description. Thank you. And um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you Seriously. so much for having me. It's I love been this. Lovely to meet you. Yeah, you too. And uh, until next time, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>